Hi, everyone. It's Vaughn, and this is Food for Thought Presents The Match Cut, the podcast where we match movie scenes and lines to the stories of people's lives. So basically, we talk about our favorite movies. And our guest today is an avid Frank Ocean fan, heat check habitually writing blogger, and a friend that I met through a friend of a friend of a friend of mine, who now happens to be one of my best friends. What's up, MJ? Hey, thanks for the great intro. <laughs> Any time, my friend. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to double check. What movie are we going to be talking about today? So I know you asked me this a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't choose a movie, but I nailed it down to Lost in Translation. What were the other ones you were going to pick? I was thinking about Lady Bird. <laughs> All I could think about was the one scene. Oh, no. Every time I think about Lady Bird, it's that one meme where she's squawking instead of saying things. <laughs> just a, just an entire video of her squawking instead of oh, speaking man. in the trailer. Anyway, so. <laughs> but, um, Yeah. Uh, so with Lost in Translation, right? So, mm. really quickly, why did you pick Lost in Translation over Ladybird? You know, this movie it really just resonated with me, and uh, I guess you're gonna talk about what it's about in a little bit. But just the feeling of being lost and trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do in life, I guess. Oh my God! Yeah, speak to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So just to put some context behind like both of us, um, MJ and I actually got to hang out in Tokyo for what was it? Four days? Yeah. I mean, it, it felt great. shorter, unfortunately. The moment, Honestly, when the movie started, because uh, I just watched it right before this podcast. And the moment it started, I was like, oh, man, we got, we got to meet in Japan again. <laughs> Yo, do you recognize some of the spots that we were we were at? Oh, yeah, I do. Um don't worry, you don't have the, to remember uh, the names. Shibuya Crossing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's it, but mm-hmm. it could be just another crosswalk. <laughs> no, 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 no. 100%. That was the uh, Shibuya Crossing. Like, 100%. Yeah. That's what a lot of people who've watched that movie, they'll go to Tokyo and think, oh my gosh, it's the Lost in Translation slash 100 <laughs> other movies that have filmed that yeah. same crosswalk. Right. Yeah, that video from the bird's eye view of the people walking. Yeah, how many of my friends have tried doing that? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's it's not that you live here, Vaughn. You will be able to take another video. Let me have my video. I'm like, I'm and sorry. when you and me tried that, it was actually not a busy day, so you just oh. see like large gaps of people. Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, man, I was so sad. Wasn't it like a Monday when we went or something? It was definitely like a weekday. Like yeah, because you were with Yuka. afternoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right before all you can drink. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Oh, man. But like, I'm kind of sad I never got to take you to the to like more Lost in Translation places because the, the mm. hotel that the movie takes place in is so oh. expensive. Even just to visit, like to go to oh, the really? bar. Yeah, like one, the cheapest drink on the menu is a tiny beer for like 100 yen, which is like $10 here. All right, 12 with the like exchange. I'm like, no, no, thank you. (laughs) No. But um, speaking of the movie, I should probably do a small introduction about it. Right. So Lost in Translation takes place in about, I think, like early 2000s Tokyo with two of our main characters, Bob Harris and Charlotte. Do we even get her last name? I don't even remember. But um, honestly, um, not for a while in the movie did yeah. I hear any of their names. I guess that was part of the effect. But yeah, right. Honestly, it was just two last name. Yeah, just two random people. So, yeah. what is it? So then, Bob is a washed-up actor who was very popular back in the seventies, played by Bill Murray, and he is in Tokyo filming a whiskey advertisement, which is like the funniest scene in the movie um but uh yeah he feels a little lost in life because he's not sure where to go why he's taking a whiskey advertisement instead of doing a movie and then you have charlotte a recently uh what is it she started she studied at yale and she recently graduated from there at a philosophy and she's also lost too and they find each other in tokyo and like the weirdest circumstances at that hotel 
and shenanigans ensue. Right. That's that, true. Exactly what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but for real though, that that scene where he's doing the whiskey advertisement. Suntory <laughs> times. Oh man. So to like sum up what he was saying, because you know, what is it? Before, like I was just explaining what or like that I started to understand more of the scene the more Japanese I was learning. Uh, like the funnier it was getting so like mj what do you yeah, think like, it the... was funny for me so i can't even imagine with you having like an exact knowledge of what he's saying what that would have been like for you i guess on a rewatch like the 50th rewatch um because <laughs> sometimes I'll, I'll just watch the scene to see if i can like translate it better without dictionary or anything like that <laughs> And you know, to be honest, uh, you look at it from a per- like a point of view, where you, as like a person who doesn't understand Japanese, you think, "Oh, I wonder if he's actually a good director." And to be honest, he paints a really good scene for Bob, but the translator's <laughs> just awful. I was gonna say that I think it was the translator's fault because she was he was so passionate. The he director, was. like he essentially to put it in a nutshell, he's like he walks up to me and he's like, "Bob." You've just come home from work and you see this really expensive bottle of whiskey, not just any whiskey, <laughs> Suntory time whiskey. You look at it like you're a friend, like you, you've known each other for a long time. So you take it up, you look into the camera and you say, Suntory times. I'm wow. like, wow. That's, that's really, literally what you said? Yeah, that's really good direction. That would have been like, that would have went much better if she translated that. <laughs> no, but she she did a good job. It was a uh, uh, look up at camera. <laughs> Are you sure that's what she said? Turn to what the he camera. Said? You know, it's the it's the jelly bean thing where it's like, how many jelly beans are in this full jar? Yo, there must be at least ten jelly beans in that jar. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh she just like cut out all the fluff, I guess. One like gave him three words. Look at um, camera. Yeah. Okay. So, but like, what what was like the funny scene for you in that movie? That was definitely up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a good question. <laughs> Take your time. There's just a lot of moments where, like, just lives up to its name, where either Bob or Charlotte just has no idea what's going on because they don't <laughs> understand like what people are telling them (laughs) but i find it was mostly bob who was finding himself in those situations and charlotte was just like curiously like exploring by herself through tokyo yeah now i realize it because like bob has to be has to be forced into those situations and like the translators are just god awful oh like i guess that uh he went on a talk show later that translator was good oh yeah she was much better. I guess that was the contrast there. But mm-hmm. I don't think he found himself in a better situation. <laughs> oh my god! Yo, uh, speaking let's just of the... say he had a mm-hmm. very flamboyant and uh, aggressive host. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like normal. That's like normal in Japan. Like honestly, oh. <laughs> having watched Japanese television, it's I've seen that before. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when he's watching himself back when he's already back at the hotel. And he sees all the uh, effects on TV, and he just turns off the television. He's like, like, I cannot watch this anymore. (laughs) That's how I felt when I saw my friends on TV for the first time. I'm like, nah, nah, we're done. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I can't do this. No. Oh, man. Totally different reality. Yo, you know what's funny? After that scene, like, he totally ditched the the management group he was hanging out with, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then... At the end of the movie, they go up to him like nothing happened. Like, he didn't just skip out on an interview. Yeah, with he the... didn't just, like, ditch. Like, <laughs> he ran away, legit, just, like, snuck through the lobby. <laughs> yeah. And, like, at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, can we get a picture with you? Like, you didn't just abandon the biggest interview of your life and then, like, make them look horrible. But, no, it's all good. Can I get a picture and with you, Mr. Bob? Even when they wanted the picture, he's like, hold on. Uh, hold on. And then he just ran to see Charlotte. <laughs> 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 well they did take the picture from what i remember yeah they did take it but he's just like wait a second i gotta run over there <laughs> like oh well there was like a pretty girl who like noticed he was famous and she walked over and he just completely brushed her off and ran to charlotte yo 
did you catch her acting on that? She looked so like, am I supposed to be super offended or like, what do I do? And it looked like she just <laughs> yeah. withdrew in her to herself. She was just like, yeah. I'm going to become turtle now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to compose myself, pretend he didn't just blow me off. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to react to that. I'd probably just walk away, to be honest. <laughs> hey. Oh my God. Okay, I think we're getting off topic now. I was just like, yeah, let's just let's geek out about this. Okay, so what I really want to get at is sort of first and foremost, MJ, what's your favorite scene in this movie? And just please just go off. Tell me why it's your favorite scene. Right. So uh, it's once Charlotte invites um, Bob to go out on the town with her friends because her husband uh, goes on a trip and uh, she has nothing to do for a few days. Other and this is after she meets uh, Bob. And uh, this is the first time they go out. And um, towards the end of the night, uh, after a night of karaoke, mm-hmm. um, and she, I don't know where she gets a pink wig from, first of all. like <laughs> It's Japan. You can buy for $10 at the nearest store, yeah. I bet you. But I guess she had it on right before karaoke. Like I, I can't remember the timeline on that, but uh, they have a good night. Um, and I remember he's singing us like they're both singing a song, and it kind of relates to what's happening with their connection there. They at the end of the night, um, he puts his head on his shoulder, and it leads right into um, sometimes by my bloody Valentine playing. Um, yeah. And they're in the cab ride headed back to the hotel. And um, that song just plays for a little while while they're looking out um, into Tokyo. Well, I guess Bob's asleep at the back of the car, but she's like looking at him and then looks out and just like admires the city. And uh, the roles flip and she falls asleep and Bob carries her back to the hotel. Like mm-hmm. basically from the end of their outing to the end of the song and when bob brings her back to the hotel and tucks her in and heads back to his room mm-hmm. oh man and like the the music which i will get to later i have a question related <laughs> to that but like mj like why why that scene though i mean obviously like you know paint me an image of why that scene really sort of touched your heart like why so kind of like cemented like there's like a little bit of something here and uh, while the guitarists are just playing you just see Scarlett Johansson looking out into Tokyo and just like contemplating like huh this is something I guess I've kind of been looking for don't seem really happy like my marriage right now but I, I guess I found a connection here in a foreign land and it kind of fits the theme of lost in translation except the opposite they like found something or someone to connect with when clearly they haven't understood what's been going on mm-hmm. and i think what's really interesting about that scene is like there's obviously like the the this what was it what, what's the cut call but like they go back and forth between mm-hmm like Bob's face and Charlotte's face just in the cab Mm -hmm. and the way she looks at, sorry. Yeah. The way she looks at him because he's asleep in the cab and like, there's a lot of that, but it's funny. I didn't actually pay attention to that the first time. What I was staring at was the scenery around them. Yeah. Right. And so then like, how do you think that affected how the scene, like, did that really change it for you? Like the fact that the bridge was so expansive and like the the scenery was beautiful like that that did that emphasize and like make it more effective for you or do you think it was just like well, more scenery no for me it did because it kind of connected with the song as well they played an extended like uh part of the song it wasn't just maybe a line or two here um as the song is playing it's showing the beauty of tokyo and it keeps going back and forth between um, Bob and Charlotte. And it's kind of like a beautiful like moment there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, 
that song, by the way, is on my like I have a playlist called Head Melt, and it's just <laughs> bass guitar distorted songs, and it's just boom, yeah. boom, and just rumbles through your soul. And like when you drive, no matter where, as long as there's lights and you're listening to that song, yo, just your 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 head does melt, and it's just the perfect like Tokyo drive song. Like perfect, even like here in. Toronto, I'll be on the bus and I'll be looking out the window, and the song will be playing, and I just imagine Scarlett Hansen doing the same thing. Like you sort of imagine yourself in the bus looking out, like if I was in a movie, I'd look so cool right now. But you know, realistically, <laughs> if I was to do it, it'd just be like, "Is that man asleep? Is he okay? He looks kind of sad. Should we, should we call for help?" He's like staring blankly into the rain. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, like, I probably have this like resting bitch face on me <laughs> uh, i wish i could I look like cool. this song you should too <laughs> <laughs> i wish i looked as good as these actors when they look out so pensively out the window yeah but, um, they do it in so many scenes too like there's one like i think the very first time we see charlotte she's uh at her apartment window mm-hmm. uh sorry hotel window and uh she's like scrunched up in a ball and just like looking out and she does that like multiple times <laughs> like that's probably like my favorite shots when she's staring out the window i could never explain it when i was younger but now i sort of yeah. get it because i do it all the time i just zone out and think about life while like on transit because i yeah, don't drive like, <laughs> it's a lot of what i relate with on this <laughs> really how so tell me come on yeah just uh looking out at um well living in toronto uh, we both take the transit here Uh, we have pretty long transit rides (laughs) (laughs) so and and especially with like traffic and tdc problems anyways that's a whole different thing but we're like looking out and we can relate to that like uh pensive these pensive moments and just either listening to music or a podcast and just zoning out absolutely yeah i think they're gonna catch me that'll be my new catchphrase absolutely (laughs) but really though just if you think about it like those are the moments i really enjoy about transit instead of driving because you know even if you're a passenger in the car you feel obligated to talk to the driver if they're bored when you're on transit (laughs) especially if you're shotgun (laughs) oh especially if you're shotgun tell me about it but yeah like that's awesome and you know what like I have to segue this into like the first question because this is like the perfect place to do that, right? So, <laughs> hey, yeah, smooth like, transition. Ah, could be better. I mean, <laughs> like yeah, because you know we often look at movies as if like, how would I say this? I think we often look at movies as they are, but you know, what is it? But you know, you and I will also listen to a lot of music in between those viewings, right? I mean, <laughs> my bloody Valentine included. Um, yeah. in a sense, there's really nothing like the one-two punch of memory imprinting like a movie like sorry a memory imprinting like a movie and music that changes your life like for example i oddly often associate her the movie uh with yeah. frank ocean right uh, mm. more specifically blonde even though i had watched her like years prior to that album being released because her came out in 2013 blonde was 2016 right um, I would watch the movie and I would see scenes where I replace the, although, you know, amazing soundtrack by the Arcade Fire <laughs> with yeah. some, you know, Frank's Godspeed or Close to You. And that's just how I sort of imagined that world. So not to indefinitely replace the, the soundtrack for Lost in Translation, but if you could add one song to the soundtrack and if oh, you wow. could place it anywhere in the movie, which song would it be and where would you place it? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I was thinking of um, nights uh, when... Yo, that's me snapping my fingers right there. That's the song. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't replace Sometimes by Mulberry Valentine. But there has to be a point at where Knight starts playing uh, on one of their rides home uh, when they're staring into the uh, 
into Tokyo or there are a lot of scenes where Charlotte and Bob are alone in their hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Probably like one of those scenes, probably with Bob, like, like when he was sitting in his bathrobe just at the end of his bed. And he's oh, like, man. do I really want to go to bed? Then nights just starts playing and he heads into the bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could see that. Honestly. Yeah. But like, so you would pick nights? Top of the dome, yeah, I guess so. Top of the dome with nights. I mean, yeah. like, like nights is the song that shifts in like in its mood, right? Yeah. Do so you, actually, you know what? Can I let me switch that? Yeah, of course. I'm gonna say uh, bad religion. I think it's very like fitting with the two on the edge of. Are we gonna cheat on our spouses? What is this? Yo. How do we define this relationship? And then, I guess, yeah, even the first line of uh, Bad Religion. Taxi driver, you're my string for the hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's amazing Listen is to me. The, um, like, the taxi driver cannot understand a word he's saying. <laughs> that's, that's also true. Maybe it has to be just a one-way conversation with yourself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I also like how you defaulted to Frankie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, It's funny. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of something that fit. I guess that's top of mind. Always. Okay. Because like the nighttime scenes, obviously, like they, they really do lend themselves to nights. Um, but how about the daytime scenes? Because like, for mm. example, when Charlotte goes to um, Kyoto and she sees the wedding, right? Like what would you put in that scene just for creative purposes and reasons? You know, no, nothing Ooh. else. No other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what you're uh, urging me to put in here <laughs> no, i'm just joking oh. <laughs> well basically on her ma- is that the magnet train by the way that she's on or yeah the one i really wanted you to train. get on but you know it's expensive yeah. right 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 okay i'm not sure what i'd put with charlotte i find she's always just exploring and I, i'm trying to think of a song that fits that where she's always just pensive and like trying to get to learn like I guess the culture. So not no Weezer, I'm assuming. <laughs> hmm. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, if Scarlett Johansson was half Japanese, I would say I'll scorcho. But oh man, <laughs> oh I'm glad she isn't though. That song would not fit. I love that song. No, not, not at all. Fit. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? Only in dreams would fit with this uh, movie. Wait, is that Weezer? Yeah, that uh, the end of the blue album. Mm-hmm. It's about seven to ten minutes long, and Whoa. like it has a long interlude as well. I could definitely see that like fitting in somewhere in this movie. Yeah, you know, forgive me, I've never listened to that song. Could you just paint oh. a picture for me? Oh man, um, oh, I don't know if I could like. I'm not singing it for sure, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a capper to the album. Um, lots of guitar and just like long drawn out guitar riffs um, in between a few words and it mm. kind of like paints a similar picture to what it sometimes did and I could based on like the song I could see like that being something that um, Bob and Charlotte are thinking of like um like only in dreams could this happen we're both married like you know but yeah. we're kind of living in a dream in a foreign land <laughs> that really does fit in with the whole bad religion thing now i'm thinking about it i mean yeah. that song's so up for interpretation like i'm not trying to sidetrack from the weezer thing but no, that makes sense both songs like it's yeah now nah, i get you Right. I mean, with the bad religion thing and the whole like looking at the Charlotte and Bob relationship, like Mm -hmm. I remember we we what is it? I remember actually having a conversation where we discussed what we thought about Charlotte and Bob. And Mm -hmm. like what I remember was the the funniest part was how adamant I was about how the relationship was simply a friendship and how (laughs) adamant you were. Like it was 100 percent them being romantically interested in each other. How long ago was this conversation? It was the first time we watched it and like you just okay. give me this look like you are 
wrong. Like I didn't, you didn't <laughs> say it like that, but that was the face you gave me. I'm like, you're wrong. You know that you're wrong, right? I think the beauty of it is it's both. Because oh, I feel like they're skirting the line like there, you know? I I think it's more of a friendship, but there are definitely like moments where you're like, I don't know. Like, is something going to happen here or not? Mm-hmm. You know, I was sort of like riding the line between is this going to be like a PG podcast? But, you know, fuck it. <laughs> Honestly, when I was when I was like looking and watching the movie again, all I could think about was the karaoke scene and MJ, you screaming, oh, my God, they're eye fucking right now. Like you and May, <laughs> both of you just screaming, oh, my God, they're eye fucking like that's what they were doing. And I'm like, oh, no, I might have been that is wrong. Some intense eye contact, I will say. For real. Yeah. Like, I was looking at this thinking, oh, no, MJ's right. Oh, no. Am I going to? Oh, gosh. That's not a friendly Oh, was that look. conversation, uh, like, before we watched it? No, it was, um, it was uh, like, afterwards. Because right I was after. like, oh, what a lovely friendship. And you just look at me like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, you said it much nicer than the way I'm portraying it. Because that's just like, oh, no, I think I fucked up here. But <laughs> I think it was a friendship that was unsure like if there was line crossing going to happen yes you know like they put they're in situations where like mm, i don't know if i'd be doing that if i was married you know yes like laying in an, another person's bed <laughs> falling asleep there i mean even at the end of the movie which it has its own question but mm. right yeah. like you know right yeah but- you know i'm be honest i actually forgot that they kissed <laughs> I, I only remembered the forehead kiss so when i saw it i was like oh yeah that happened oh, that, oh yeah the right at the end of the cross the line a bit there right he did and that's yeah. I, I always for, i always tend to forget that part for you know i'll explain that later because i really want that question to hit when i ask it right but right. like i always forget that part because i'm like no no it's friendship no no i'm just gonna ignore that no no that never happened <laughs> <laughs> like like, I don't necessarily think I was 100% wrong. <clears throat> I think it's actually about people struggling with depression who meet and become friends. But, you know, There's however, not for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, however, I have been, you know, sort of seeing the relationship a bit differently every time I watch it. And that's because of you. I was like, oh, no, maybe I have to reconsider this. Right. And obviously, the relationship is a special one for the time it took place in, you know. And that being said, mm-hmm. AMJ, how much do you think your view of the relationship in a romantic sense has influenced the way that you look at love and the way that you look at relationships? It definitely uh, reinforces like timing has a big uh, influence on like whether relationships happen or connections happen or... It's just also like made me see that like you can connect with people at different stages in your life or maybe they were there before and now you connect with them or you would not have connected with them if you weren't in this specific situation. But timing, for sure, timing is like my main takeaway in that one. Interesting. Like do you, you know, I'm not going to go into specifics, but like do you really draw <laughs> upon like... Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, uh, not. Nah, like, I'm assuming you're drawing off of like specific experiences in your own life, right? Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you don't recognize either cues or like moments or like... Or you do recognize it, but you recognize like this probably shouldn't be happening right now. I guess that's what Bob and Charlotte were kind of doing here and there <laughs> until right. the end. Like, like it, it, this almost isn't even a loss in translation question, but like, what do you even consider yeah. being worse um, when the person or if like you see someone really cute and you don't meet up with them, but you really regret not saying hello? Or saying hello, but finding out that it's like really horrible timing and you guys like each other. Like, is the missed opportunity the worst thing? Or knowing that you took your shot, but realized, oh my God, the timing was so bad. That's a great question. Because it's kind of like to never experience at all. Or to experience and know that this can't work the way that it is going right now. Ooh, 
you know what? I'm going to go with the missed opportunity. Really? Because you didn't take your shot. <laughs> <laughs> your what shot, does right? you always say? Vaughn, shoot your shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it there is something like more painful about having a little bit of it, but then having it not work out. But I will always say the missed opportunity because of like the what if factor, I guess. Interesting. I mean, like, do you, you know, do you have moments? I'm not going to obviously dig too deep, but like in terms of (laughs) that, like you've definitely had moments where you feel like you should have like, you know, you were supposed to shoot your shot, but you didn't go for it anyway. Like, do those actually haunt you more? Like, do you like, do you find yourself? Cause like, I'll do that too, where I'll find myself imagining, oh my God, you know, I, if I just walked up to her or said something, I could have changed it. But the other half of me is like, but Vaughn, you have done this before. And then there were consequences. Like, mm-hmm. does it really haunt you? If you like, does it like eat at you when you, when you don't take your shot? Oh, you know what? I'll clarify too. Um, did you mean like a complete stranger missed opportunity? Or, like, someone you have developed a, like, rapport with and then, like, missed opportunity? Like, I don't know. But, yeah. For the sake of content, both. Both, okay. <laughs> okay. If it's complete stranger, then, okay, that's fine. You didn't even know them in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, yeah, maybe I should clarify here. <laughs> um, I totally forgot what your question was. I'm sorry. Okay, so like, which which would haunt you more, right? Like, it's okay. kind of like a just sort of extension of the first question, but like, do you find yourself being haunted more by shots that you took, or the ones that you didn't? Like, which do you find yourself picturing more and just like ruminating over that thought of what could have been? It's probably the it's probably the first one, because uh, I. But either way, I feel like they're both like learning experiences. Um, but I, I still feel like it's the first one for me. Like as I said before, it's the not recognizing like this. I should have taken an opportunity here to explore this. Um, that's probably like for me. I feel like for you, it's the second one, and I won't <laughs> go deep into that either. But <laughs> yeah. No, I- I'm not afraid of sharing the stories per se. Obviously, I can't write down names, but like, yeah, <laughs> definitely the yeah. second one. Yeah, like uh, having like it not work out because of timing. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I have a million stories about the timing one. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I okay, statistically speaking, yes, Vaughn's statistics flips the page. Um, No, <laughs> I mean, like when it comes to that, obviously, there have been way more shots that I didn't take then there are ones that I did. But for some reason, and especially with like Lost in Translation, like it's not a shot taken. Like they were they were gravitating to each other, right? Hmm. But it's one of those things where I find myself thinking about what if, if the timing was right way more, like every single time, right? Hmm. Like if we're looking at it from Bob and Charlotte's case, like what if he was younger and not married how well would that have gone because she still would have been married or what if she was older still married and he was single like these are the small things in the movie you would want to change but all the tension disappears right yeah i I guess a lot of it too was they kind of didn't expect to be orbiting each other like that you know Mm -hmm. uh like it's such a unique situation like just being at the same hotel and for totally different reasons and they were still drawn to each other i guess it was after the initial like eye contact and so do you think she she did first though she sent him that drink she did and you can thank anna i know i'm going off topic a bit sorry no no it's perfect man go on (laughs) oh yeah oh my goodness anna ferris's character anyways (laughs) yeah wow no one better than you 
Like I was You're the oh, best man. photographer. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. I went on a cleanse. You guys have to go on a cleanse next week, okay? <laughs> that is so clear in my mind. <laughs> it's probably because it reminds you of mean girls. Like just her acting. She did not make fetch happen there. No, she did not, clearly. <laughs> so it's the um miss the what if is like what resonates more with you. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny because you asked me the first question and I was saying how it was the missed, uh, or I was talking about how it taught me about timing and yet I said the missed opportunity. <laughs> but could you not say that they're both like a missed no, opportunity? No, yeah, they are. That's why it was mm-hmm. such a great question. Like, I, they both would haunt you, I guess, you know? Like horribly. Yeah, like uh, ghosts, you know? Fits into the ghosting culture, yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! At least they didn't do that to each other. Yeah, yeah, they got some closure. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, at least that. Like, didn't you find Charlotte's reaction to him sleeping with the sleeper so interesting? Sorry, yeah. sleeper, sleeping with the sleeper. Oh, <laughs> that no, was an awkward lunch the next day, yes. or that same day, I guess. Yeah, I was wondering, like, uh... no, she was just there to let him know about lunch. But, like, if that lady wasn't there, you know, she did go to his room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, because there's how, a what if. Like, how okay. did that conversation... Oh, I get it, because he was so drunk that it could have been anyone. That's what, what my feeling was. Like, he, like... Because he woke up, he didn't even know what was happening, right? Mm-hmm. He just saw the... I don't know if it was sensory times, but... uh he had the alcohol in the windowsill. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what's happening? And then he sh- he hears the singer singing in the <laughs> shower. <laughs> oh, God. And the first line of dialogue she has, like at lunch, Shara's uh, just like, well, she is older. She's closer to your age. <laughs> She's closer to your age. She probably liked one of the movies you did in the 70s. <laughs> I wonder if Savage was a word back then used like yeah. that. Clearly not, but like that would have been perfect. Like that was it for sure. But that was like a cute little icebreaker. I love like she Man. sensed the awkwardness. Yes. I think what's super interesting about that scene is like how the script writing perfectly like the script writing and the acting perfectly matches how couples well you know they're not a couple but like Mm. how anyone in a situation like that isn't actually trying to i guess resolve the feelings they just want the other person to hear and they don't want to listen to the other person because the way they were talking it wasn't you know like oh i'm you know i feel this way obviously not because no no because they're angry but the best part is that he retorts with was there no one else there to lavish you with attention? Immediately yeah, shut up. Oh, man. When I, was like, that, I was like, what Whoa. are you guys doing? Oh, this man. is imploding. Yeah. And I noticed um, how far away they were, like, in that booth. Oh, my God. Just on opposite corners. Mm-hmm. Looking very uncomfortable. And that boiling water just... <laughs> it's like yeah. perfect. It was perfect. That's Picking true, yeah. hot pot. Right? The issues are just bubbling at the surface right there. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I watch specifically Lost in Translation or I guess other movies that take place in Japan, I always find myself thinking, how could I have diffused the situation? Like for the sake, like if I was in Bob's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Or I guess in Charlotte's shoes, whoever, right? Like how would I have tried to diffuse the situation? Because the poor waiters and waitresses standing there awkwardly, <laughs> and they're like, oh, what do I say? I don't speak. Not only do I not speak English, like, oh, these people are so angry. Like, I I thought the uh, menu with all the meat looking the same with different prices was kind of funny. <laughs> but it's funny because if was you... there a difference? Like... Okay, I've had experience with this in Hot Pot in Japan. And there is a difference, right? Like, you have to be so up close to the menu to see the picture differences but it's actually okay. you staring at the marbling of the wagyu meat so i assume that's why the camera is like purposely a bit further yeah so you well, couldn't see the details but truthfully i think they made the menu look like the director everything like sophia 
I, I think yeah. she purposely made it look the same. Like they yeah. might have actually <laughs> been the same damn picture. And I'm like, no, it's not like this. Could that have been like, uh, kind of like a comment on like Bob sleeping with the other lady? They all look the uh, same. They're the same, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Because I think what Charlotte was thinking in that instance was, oh, I guess you just sort of do this with anyone and I'm like not anyone special to you. Yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking. Like, she definitely didn't look like she wanted to be there, but like, or I guess she was like trying to talk it out to herself. Like, what is this? Is this, are we good? Like, you know? Yeah, like what a crazy like train of thought because it's like, Charlotte, you're married like yeah you they're both married you know <laughs> and but like, yeah the fact that they're both like i guess more so charlotte she's very like perturbed by him sleeping with her mm-hmm. but he's perturbed too that she caught him right like mm-hmm. she showed up in the morning it's crazy but he really did not know what was going on though like like it was <sighs> after the conversation uh when he called his wife right Mm-hmm. that's when he slept with um, I don't know if she had a name in the movie the singer singer one redhead singer. <laughs> and then that's when that happened and uh, oh Charlotte was away is that right mm-hmm. she was in yeah. Kyoto at the time right okay yep such bad timing oh here we are with the timing again timing <laughs> but um well she I've... left him a note right like don't get lost did she I don't even remember yeah no. But I gotta I go back didn't to YouTube. Know where that now. was for though. No, um, I gotta watch it before my YouTube thing expires. Because you couldn't find this movie anywhere else on the internet. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't uh, reveal my sources. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you really should. But the point is, I was like, you know, uh, maybe I'll find it on Netflix. No, it's gone. Maybe I'll find it on Prime. No, it's gone. Maybe I'll yeah, find I it on. Yeah, I forgot it wasn't on Netflix. It's not even on HBO downstairs anymore. I had to go to YouTube and pay four dollars. I lied, five dollars <laughs> for this, and I'm like, you're lucky. Oh, and it, I love this only movie. for a day. That uh, too, forty-eight hours. So it's still okay. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man but like to sort of ugh, i can't believe i paid five dollars for this oh, i should have <laughs> just bought it um no. i sent you that link. link i didn't want the link <laughs> <laughs> but um what was i gonna say like thinking about you know just sort of to change it up a little bit but like thinking about sort of closer to the beginning of the movie right because this movie is about like we both love it because there's a lot of loneliness in this movie, right? And yeah, that's a big theme. Well, that's why like all the shots are so expansive, and it shows off the beautiful Tokyo skyline. Gorgeous. But nothing is like more beautiful and sad at the same time than being in such a such a big city, and understanding I have no one to share this with, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly like like that. Yeah, like in that scene where Charlotte calls her friend, and they have that. I mean, I hesitate to call it a conversation. right and like you know not to brag when we talk about you and i right but knowing you as well as i do and sort of learning about the experiences that you've had in your life in my life i think i've developed a unique kind of respect for you and how you have conversations mj um you do a lot of listening yeah you do a lot of listening and i i really i appreciate that right (laughs) Uh, you know, like whether it's how you treat your friends and how you carry yourself in daily life, you know, you take the hardships well, just my opinion, and you you try to be vulnerable when you can. And of course, life isn't always like this. Um, there were things you had to learn and things you had to experience. And one thing that came to mind when I was watching the movie was uh, Charlotte's that same conversation. So, you know, to sum it up for like the, the audience, right? Essentially, the other friend was just not listening to Charlotte's words and not understanding how much pain she was in. Like, I was cringing at that conversation. Yeah, she did not sense it at all. She didn't. I need you, that I need you, right? Yeah, and the scariest part was, was it not when she was like, because it feels like she's just, it's an everyday conversation to the other person on the other side. Like, that could have been any of us trying to listen Mm -hmm. in on a friend, right? Exactly, like. And it kind of makes you think back to the conversations you had today or the day before. Like, did they want more? Like, I think this person was reaching out, you know? Mm-hmm. And they needed it. They needed the help. 
And, you know, this is something that I'm sure most of us have gone through. And of course, the scene itself is powerful. So looking at it that way, MJ, have you ever had, you know, an, an unfortunately memorable moment like that, where you were sort of reaching out to a friend and they weren't actively listening to you? Like, if so, did it affect you? Uh, did it affect the way you treat other people? Like, how did you change it up so that you could make sure this would never happen to anyone else? Yeah, so um, for the audience, like, I definitely had, like, a friend group before that I was, like, really tight with for a long time. And uh, that had a um, falling out. And um, it makes you reconsider, like, how your like, relationships are, I guess. And... I guess you question yourself a bit too, like, am I listening? Um, what wasn't I doing? And sometimes it just isn't even you, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but it does give you a, a moment of reflection and uh, makes you want to reinforce the other relationships you have in your life and any future ones. Like, so, like, mm-hmm. I definitely felt like uh, what Charlotte was feeling there at uh, many points towards the end of those friendships Mm -hmm. just sort of like the reach and the whiff like you're grabbing for someone's shirt and yeah a little too fast for you yeah it's like hey okay i guess we're not gonna talk about this but sure you can uh tell me about your superficial thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that's true and so the sort of like maybe to give it a bit of angle and to like focus it like how where did you change in that aspect like of yourself like how how do you make sure that other people don't feel this way because like i can see it in you but i'm kind of curious like did you have like a moment where you're like nah never happening again i have to make sure like when did you realize that Hmm. you know um i think about like uh friendships and how I think sometimes those breakups are harder than relationships sometimes because you don't really f- think about them like ending or mm-hmm. if or it's just more like oh we just grew apart it's not like an abrupt like oh okay this person is total stranger to me now um like yeah it's interesting like you go from like knowing someone so intimately and then completely having no um knowledge of what they're doing how their life is and whatever um sorry i forgot the question again <laughs> it's okay let's try it again so but i guess like because you give the backs oh my like, change sorry changes I've like had, what right? was the okay. moment of change for you so like with one of my friends like they basically told me that i was an unopinionated blank space so basically <coughs> i listened but didn't provide any of my own opinions but uh people don't listen it's kind of hard to get heard you know true but uh yeah i was i guess i've been more mindful of being present in like uh my interactions with people um because i think we have this thing both of us like think we like to think big picture Mm -hmm. um and i often think about that but sometimes i had been neglecting like what's happening like the present like uh actually right before this uh you were talking about there's no time like the present <laughs> it's true <laughs> but yeah I, I just try to be more present in uh what's happening right in front of me before thinking too far ahead which is true because i feel like uh, like in aspects that i respect about you you are you know this is not to like crap on myself right i i'm like i'm decent at this but i feel like what i really respect about the way you do it is that you really can hone in and focus on that point of being present like i've there are obviously times when you know both of us are too drunk and we're like zoning out it's like sorry bro what'd you say like sorry i'm on my fifth beer like but you know during the first beer like you're zoned in like you're there you're listening like there are times where you will fight through that seventh beer and try to listen. Like that's <laughs> that's how dedicated you are. And there are times where I feel like I really wish I could take like take sort of pick at your brain. Like oh, that's how he does it. That's where the willpower is. 
And you're actually a really active listener, though. So I'm not sure what you're getting at here. I, I feel like if I was to work <laughs> on my active listening, I need to I have such a short attention span and I've really worked mm. to sort of expand it. But I need to expand it a little more because sometimes I clip out and I'm like, oh, no, what did he say? OK, I got to make it up. And I've, <laughs> I've become way too good at making it up and I should become should become better at really listening to the whole picture right it's funny um no i think like <laughs> our conversations are kind of like this like we'll be talking about like a million things at the same time and then <laughs> circle back to them like 10 15 30 minutes later and like oh yeah we we're talking about this <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll pick up on it so i guess we have our own flow there yeah i guess you're talking about other people and other relationships you have if they're not able to jump in and out like that legit i'm like a mathematician could not keep up with the tangents that we go on like <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking of that meme right now with uh Zach the lady like yeah all the math on the board <laughs> oh man but like we can do it we we do these things all the time and i it's just like when you introduce a new person to the group it's just like you're gonna need a pen you're going to need a paper and a lot of arrows. <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on. A lot of inside jokes that we repress to make sure that the other person is comfortable. <laughs> For some reason, it's always how I met your mother. And I still manage to participate because I still have not watched that show. My favorite is when uh, somebody asks how we know each other. And it's we, we're like, let me tell you. Hold on. Sit down. This is a long story. <laughs> it is. We have to like tell the history of how each of us literally knows each other <laughs> it's so true but um what is it like yeah and that's th like the reason i bring up that whole like i respect the listening thing is because this movie is just so full of moments where people are not listening to each other agreed 100 percent. Right? yeah like yeah. even the scene where the photographer he's giving his own opinion and i i fear for this every day when yeah. the obviously char's char charlotte's um husband is a photographer and he's giving this you know solid opinion where he's just like yeah these the like you know the the director keeps calling for them to be you know more punk rock more more rock and they're just skinny guys and in you know regular clothing and he should just let them be themselves i'm like yeah i totally agree <laughs> with that and then she gives him something and she needs him to listen he goes i just i don't i don't know like wh what does your opinion matter and i go oh god yeah am i that person like completely contradictory and okay first of all you're not that person <laughs> yeah he was not listening to her at all even um bob's wife on the mm. phone it's just like can you give me a carpet sample pick a carpet sample Mm. and then or even just hanging up early when bob is trying to say i love you yes like, like a lot of little conversations like that or when she's not saying oh um your daughter zoe wants to talk to you and then when zoe can't come to the phone she's like okay i got something to do okay bye yeah as opposed to having that conversation yes so. but um what is it like you're right because like, you know, the carpet example, but I think the one that haunts me the most, uh, specifically with Bob and his wife, is you remember the scene where he's in the sento, like the the public bath? And yeah. she gives she's the one who gives him a call, yeah. right, to talk about the carpet samples. And then he's trying desperately to communicate with her for the first time, like, if, yeah. like really communicate. Like, and he literally says it out loud. He's like, you know, I want to... I feel I wanna, lost. Yeah, I feel lost. I want to change this, this, and this. And he's... You know, for to the best of his abilities, he's trying to communicate his feelings. He's really horrible at it. Mm. And what's the first thing she says back? It's Why not to say, there? yeah, it's not, <laughs> I have heard you and I acknowledge what you're thinking. It's, then why don't you just stay there? And she she takes a moment of vulnerability. She makes it about herself. Like, oh, oh man, yeah, dude. It's like a nightmare. So, like, how... How like you know? Because I I like I was saying before, maybe I didn't. I like to put myself in these situations and feel uh, just sort of feel my way through it and diffuse it. If you were in that situation with like you know, like put yourself in their shoes, how would you have tried to say you were lost to your your significant other like that, like in a vulnerable way? Like how would you have seen it going? It it sucks because that was his way of doing it, and she just was not hearing it at all. 
Um, I don't know how it would be much different than that. Um, I guess I would like go more in depth with it and say why like I feel this way, like and talk about their relationship together as opposed to like this is what I want to do now to change my life because it is their shared life as much as it's fractured right now mm-hmm. uh, maybe I would talk about that more and how their dynamic has changed a bit mm-hmm. like but like because and like what he did what's right after that he slept with the singer no <laughs> right oh, that man. was after that it's like yeah pretty much the next i don't know if it blacked out and then oh oh no he went to the bar and Mm -hmm. the singer was there i believe and then it blacked out that's when he woke up had one too many bone shakers (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i don't i don't think anybody should get pictures of bone shakers and yeah let me emphasize the plural there yeah, but, you know, in my case, you know, you should never also get five beers, take a shot of whiskey, and then trust your friend to drag you <laughs> That's on me. Oh, man. I, yeah. I do have that jug, though. Hey. That has stayed intact. I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, I remember that night every time I look at this <laughs> jug. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, no, I would I'm definitely, glad. like, mm-hmm. talk more about... Um, my relationship with her and try to work that out before i'd be i need to change this about myself mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a bit of self-reflection but like it hasn't really included her in the dialogue I, her reaction was worse i believe mm-hmm. but yeah but like in the way he speaks about it it kind of sounds like when did this become a psychology blog no i mean like <laughs> but in the way in the way he speaks to her it does sound a bit accused like I could see why she would take it accusatory because she is the one who does organize most of the meals. Hmm. And so there's a lack of context in the way he speaks. It, it does feel sudden, right? That's fair. And it's like, where's this coming from? You're going to go yeah. to Japan by yourself and come up with this? Like... You feel so pompous. I'm taking care of the kids right now. Like, what are you doing being all lost? You privileged this, <laughs> this, and that. Yeah. And that's not what it is. He's not trying to do it like that. So yeah, that's like a theme though, I guess, right? Lost in translation. translation. Because yeah. <laughs> he is trying, but on her end, across the sea, she's just like, where is this coming from? He won't even like choose a shelf that I'm at. I've been faxing him these shelves or sending him these carpet samples. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep the house together. And this is what you're giving me? Like, you know? Some BS. There's just a disconnect there. I guess their daily conversations haven't been like on point. No, I guess not, huh? Jeez. Honestly, like, that's where that theme comes in so heavily. Yeah, like, in so many different ways. Like, um, phone calls with their spouses. Or <laughs> even with Anna Ferris's character at the oh table. Gosh. And uh, Charlotte's just like, I need to get out of here right now. Yes. <laughs> yo, I, like, I, when I beatbox, like, yo, I make, I make it, the beat really evolve to boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you added delay. Like, great. Good for you. Cringe. Yeah, or even um, when she recognizes Charlotte's husband in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And um, he, she's just like, who is this girl like, gushing over my husband right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't really exactly introduce her to her at the beginning. And then he tries to put his arm around her and she just like shoves no. him away. Like, no. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is oh this girl? right um i do have like one question which is sort of three questions because that's how i do questions i say i'm gonna ask a question definitely one a b c yeah basically like i am an english teacher at this point like that's what it is um (laughs) but you're not my ta (laughs) whatever so near the end of the movie and this is why i didn't want to talk about this uh when we were talking about Mm. it earlier so you know the infamous scene where you know he's in the taxi tells the taxi driver to stop at the end okay and he's running towards that figure and you can't see her face right blonde hair black jacket that's what charlotte wore when she left the what is it when she left the hotel hotel. now obviously that scene has a lot of impact so i gotta ask what if that wasn't charlotte at the end what if it was some random girl and he never got to say the last few words how would you have felt about that 
and how would it have changed your perception of the movie? I was actually thinking about that because as I was saying, I forgot about the kiss earlier. Mm-hmm. I actually thought the last time that they interacted was in the lobby. I <gasps> thought that he never saw her again. I actually thought that girl was someone random and that he never got to like say goodbye. So clearly I forgot the end of the movie <laughs> before this rewatch. So actually when I saw it, I was surprised like that it was her. So all this time, I guess I had been thinking that never got to say goodbye um it's i think one of the hardest things is not having closure because mm-hmm. uh with closure at least you have something to think about you don't have to extrapolate so much more out of a situation like i know like you and me like we tend to extrapolate things but <laughs> the closure helps a little bit i think um and i think that helped both of them um obviously don't kiss someone that's not your wife but uh, uh, or your husband yep but they did get that closure there but if it wasn't her i guess he would he'd probably be haunted by it a bit as going back to what we we're talking about earlier mm-hmm. i don't i think both of them would wonder from time to time like hmm i wonder what's happening with charlotte right now i wonder where bob is like did they fix their marriages? You know, mm-hmm. you could really sense though, like the emotion of that long, lingering hug when Charlotte starts like crying a little bit, and you could sense like it's pretty cool how they did it too. Um, how they shot it, um, they're facing each other, and mm-hmm. the busy street all around them is just still happening. They're just in the middle of the street. Like <laughs> they created their own small world, right? Yeah. And out of everything that was lost in translation throughout the movie, they know there's like a connection like right there. But like, that's the craziest part because, you know, if it wasn't Charlotte at the end, mm-hmm. it would have felt almost cliche because there was that whole thing where, you know, I guess in the early, like in early movie history, there was that cliche of he runs after her and she, that's her. Then they, right. then they reversed it, you know, you know, in the sense of like modernism, postmodernism, no, I'm joking, <laughs> but like they reversed it and she was gone, and that's the sad ending, right? And yeah, so like then it you're... is her, but, but it is, yeah, it's not the Hollywood ending, I guess. It's not, and it's I, more realistic, I think, or more like, I would would you have been thinking about more if they ended up together? I feel like this is more thought provoking, I guess. Hundred percent. Like, and obviously the best part of that is just like, and like you know, this conversation has been like, like kicked. Like it's it's a dead horse. Like, and people have like kicked this horse till it's like half a body down. Like it's just, <laughs> but you know, when he whispers what he whispers to her at the end, do you think you want to actually hear what he says, or do you think it's better just being left as a mystery? What's funny is I was going to ask you because I didn't hear anything. So I was like, oh, did you hear him say something? Because I was pretty curious right when you said that. Hmm. It's the first time I've heard you go like this whole time. (laughs) Like there were so many opinions that gave you so many strong questions. But no, it's the one. Would you have wanted to hear what he said or not? Oh, bro. Like, mm. What's funny is I was saying how closure is good. I think it was (laughs) great the way that it ended like it's funny because i i completely forgot the ending and to see it like just an hour and 18 minutes ago it's like it's like i watched it all over again you know i i i think i liked it the way it was and their goodbye and i guess the second kiss to the forehead you know Mm -hmm. like i really care for you it's not just for this kiss on the lips like I hope, like the rest of your life goes well, and that is genuinely encouraging, is it not? Yeah, and you know what? Throughout the whole movie, I kept trying to remember if cell phones were happening at the time, and then I saw Bob use one. I was like, oh, okay, I guess he could probably contact her. But I, I think I guess that's kind of the beauty. And like, you don't know if they're in their hotel room or they're on a trip. Like, you know, 
it was just a lot of face-to-face interaction. That's so true. But, you know, one last question, and I swear at this time. Do you think oh, this is movie... this part D? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, do you think this movie could have worked if it wasn't in Tokyo? So a big thing for me was it's it's perfect that it's in Tokyo. It's such a vast city. It fits like the two Americans coming across and not really understanding what's happening. Kind of metaphor for right now, but other than that, <laughs> like it, I think it's perfect that it's Tokyo because it's such like a vast city with so much going on and the two main characters only find each other that understanding and they're you know millions and millions of people in the city therefore yeah. billions of stories just like the way they interact and you you hone in on this one of two strangers meeting from a different country in a different country and it mm-hmm. had to be tokyo it had to be a completely different culture right yeah exactly and or, you know i guess i gotta cut it off because wow we're we're far in but <laughs> yeah you know come Setting come back tone, on you know <laughs> yeah come back on the podcast another time and trust me like we'll definitely we're going to eat up lady bird if that happens but <laughs> mj honestly like thank you so much for being a part of my first uh podcast it means a lot um, you know i was gonna ask you am i your first <laughs> And you're I making this super weird and i like it <laughs> <laughs> no but hey it's really great to be on this like uh, you're gonna have a lot of good conversations i'm 100 percent sure on that i really hope so man and uh yeah um if there's anything you want to plug in for the listeners out there are you doing anything <laughs> heat check <laughs> uh, yeah um i'm I have a website heatcheckhabitual.com heat check habit u-a-l i don't know it's the first time i spelled it out like that but yeah um (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's also on instagram and uh, twitter and hopefully starting a podcast soon same name it's already up but uh just have a trailer up Mm -hmm. and you're definitely gonna be on that ham ham I hope so. Thank you so much. Um, And there you go. That's the first episode of The Match Cut. I'll see you guys uh, on the next one. I'm not really sure when I'll be posting another one, but we'll see. Hopefully it's a weekly thing, but I can't promise. All right. exactly what you mean. (laughs) Like, honestly, like in this day and age, we cannot promise these things. Um, But yeah, thank you. That was The Match Cut. And 